Welcome to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, a full show of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild, and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck, wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it, but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. To book your free marriage strategy session with Nicola, get the free marriage ebook or donate. If you are enjoying the show and want to help keep it flowing, visit www.nicolabeer.com. Hi and welcome. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to be talking about a very interesting topic today, a very important topic today, and that is what to do if your husband or wife, girlfriend, boyfriend avoids emotionally difficult situations, conversations or times. In any relationship, whether it's platonic or romantic, there is a natural expectation or need to exchange love, emotions and gestures to show you care. Studies show that we all need affection or love. And this affection for some is physical touch and for others this affection can be loving words, letters, messages, actions. But what happens when our loved one and life partner is not meeting our emotional needs, our needs for empathy, compassion, connection, affection, attention? What happens when we feel emotionally neglected, disregarded? It can really take its toll on an individual and of course on a relationship. And one of the major marriage problems that I come across is how to deal with a spouse that is emotionally unavailable. Now some psychologists have termed this emotional anorexia or intimacy anorexia. So I'm first of all going to explain a few reasons why a person becomes closed off when it comes to sharing their emotions or feelings and what you can do as a spouse, lover, boyfriend, girlfriend, to support your husband or wife, life partner, relationship partner, if they're willing to begin and progress in the journey of learning to open up, learning to be vulnerable, learning to share their feelings. So first of all, let's explore why a person can become detached from their emotions. This includes not acknowledging the other person's feelings, not understanding how to behave in sensitive situations, not expressing what they feel inside, and outright avoidance of emotional situations, reactions, and people. Often it comes through going through emotionally difficult situations as an adult or child, not knowing how to cope, what to say or do, adopting a pattern of sweeping it all under the carpet. Sometimes it can be watching parents avoid uncomfortable topics and not addressing issues in the family. And of course, it can also be going through painful, difficult events that causes people to act the way they do, causes people to clam up, to not feel it's safe, to share and to close down. Usually when someone is emotionally unavailable, it is a result of fear. When you think about being emotional or expressing your feelings, you will notice that it leaves you quite vulnerable. This is why some people fear being open about their feelings 
as they fear becoming rejected, being ridiculed, or even having their own feelings ignored. So in turn, they become scared of expressing emotions, scared of listening to other people's emotions, scared of getting it wrong. And so they cut off access to their own vulnerability in order to protect themselves. There are also other factors that come into play. For example, cultural expectations, where a man is encouraged not to speak about their emotions. That's where we get the phrase, man up, where it's considered weak and only for women to cry, to open up, to be vulnerable. And then it can be something traumatic that has caused a person to block out their feelings, to stop them from reliving the pain from the incident. And then there's definitely an element of anxiety for a lot of people that I work with over saying or doing the wrong thing. So people avoid emotional situations at all costs. One of the saddest things when I work with individuals going through a lot of grief, maybe they've lost their husband or wife, they've had lots of miscarriages, they've lost a child, they've lost both their parents, whatever the situation is, they find that much to their horror, disappointment, people can avoid them after such painful incidents have happened. Rather than going to them and offering support, a lot of people will cross the other side of the street. And is it because these other people don't care, are heartless? Often it's because they just don't know what to say, which is a real shame because the person that's going through a really difficult time can feel even more isolated. I'm currently working with an absolutely lovely lady that's lost her brother at a very young age. And she's found that her friends have avoided her. And it's just so sad. And I also can't believe that British saying that I grew up with, and I'm not sure whether you also heard this, maybe it's not British, but it was less said, soon is mended. That's a phase in the UK, less said, soon is mended. And how on earth do people believe that? In my experience, helping people with marriage problems, anxiety, grief, depression, stress, burnout, the opposite is true. When less is said, the more a person is pushing down their emotions, pushing down what they need to say, express, get out of their mind, get out of their body. I find that when people talk it through, when people accept and vocalise what's going on for them, then they can begin to release it. And when we release it, that's where we feel freedom, joy and happiness that can help somebody move forward. Now, I totally get that if marriage is a two-way street, which hopefully it is, that it can be very extremely difficult to maintain your relationship with someone who cannot react appropriately to situations you go through. For example, if you're going through something stressful or traumatic and you need your husband or wife's support or love, if they're not able to provide it or understand the need for extra love and compassion, it can feel very lonely. If we do not receive the love we so deeply need, we can in turn rely on other people or things such as food, alcohol, social media to distract or to fill the void, which can create really unhealthy habits or more problems 
in a relationship and also leave us feeling hungrier for love as our needs are still not being met. To support you, I have some healthy marriage and relationship tips that have helped couples around the world to successfully get through difficult situations like this. Whether they want to change or not, there are some things that you can do. The first is accepting that you are in a relationship with your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend for a reason. Just like any issue that arises in a relationship, you have to be patient and understanding of the needs of your partner. You chose them. So at some level, you were either attracted to this quality in them because you liked it or believed that you could help them to change it. Or maybe you chose to ignore it because there were so many other wonderful things about them that you loved. Although this may be difficult, accept where you are now and work on helping your spouse to overcome the emotional barriers. Be gentle and work with them to become more emotionally available. And I'm going to be sharing how to do that in the next steps. To start with, you can focus on acceptance of the situation of their strengths and weaknesses, as well as your own. Supporting them by not overreacting and accepting where you are and being clear on where you want to be in your relationship as a couple will encourage healthy growth for you both. So are you accepting your situation right now? Or are you getting angry, bullying, shouting, avoiding complaining to other people other than to them. The second tip, again, is easier said than done, but it's really not to take this to heart. And this gets easier with practice, as whenever you're feeling hurt, taking it personally, is saying to yourself that your husband or wife, girlfriend or boyfriend, are behaving the way they are because of their own fears, insecurities, vulnerability, personal barriers. It's not about you. Especially reminding yourself that this is probably the way that they were taught how to deal with emotions or significant events in their past have caused them to shut down during stressful situations or emotional situations or to avoid them. And having compassion for that. Often in the countless couples I've worked with to overcome communication barriers and emotional sharing barriers and working with people to help them express themselves in a marriage. It's absolutely no reflection on their love for their life partner. It doesn't mean that they love their husband or wife any less. It just means they've gone through something or they've learned something that makes them struggle with emotionally difficult situations and expressing their emotions. The next thing to do is to create a safe communication space. It's one of the best ways to support someone to become emotionally more open or available to support you through difficult times is never to force them to speak, but to create that right environment to open up and share their feelings. This means praising and encouraging them when they do show any kind of emotion, whether that's through words or through actions. Tell your spouse how much you appreciate them opening up to you 
Praise is a great way to boost someone's self-esteem and confidence, which in turn can help them to open up and trust you with their deeper feelings. Also making sure that you're giving them attention, eye contact, that you are listening to them, because nothing is worse than beginning to open up and then someone gets out their phone, puts on the TV. That can be a real painful thing. The next point that can really help is leading by example. In some cases, a person who doesn't like to speak about their emotions hasn't been encouraged to be open or witness positive acts of sharing emotions. And so a great way to encourage more openness in your relationship is to be vulnerable and open up yourself. Now, you may already be doing this and maybe you used to be open, but as a result of your husband or wife, girlfriend, boyfriend not being open, then you have closed yourself off as you didn't feel loved, heard, listened to. And it's really hard to keep communication open when you don't feel that you're being listened to. I totally get that. However, when two people shut down in a marriage, the distance gets bigger and bigger and the couple struggles, the relationship struggles, and then this can really affect family life, passion, and all the things that make a relationship good. So I'd like to challenge you here and say, if this is your situation right now, start to give each other and show each other more love, affection, attention, appreciation, admiration, loving actions, expressing your love in all different forms to get back that connection. And this is the best way for the relationship to flourish and to get back love, connection, closeness. Sometimes people give each other the silent treatment. They shout, they scream, they withdraw. And this isn't a way to get that love, need and affection. Leading by example also means that you can use those difficult situations that arise as a way to explain to your spouse what you expect from them. For example, if something happens that really upsets you and your spouse doesn't understand, explain to them your feelings. Explain to them what an appropriate response is. Teach them. Be their mentor. Give them guidance. I really need a hug right now. I don't expect you to say anything, but I'd love you to hold me. I'd love you to agree with me. I'd love you to just be with me today. Or I'd love you to give me some space. Look after the children, look after the house. Really sharing how you feel and what you need can be a great lesson for them. And hopefully when they're going through a difficult situation, they will do the same. Sometimes I've worked with men and women who have been really hurt by their husband or wife and they've told every single other person in their family, friendship, but apart from their husband or wife. And they're expecting that their husband or wife to just know that they're upset and what's upset them and what they need. And this is one of the biggest mistakes I see couples make time and time again in relationships. They expect the other person to be a mind reader. And of course, it's impossible to know what other people are thinking because we change all the time. Our needs change all the time. Our thoughts change all the time. 
what we like to do, who we are, evolves. And so how can they keep track? Sometimes we can barely keep track of the changes that we're going through ourselves, especially if you are a person that loves to grow. Definitely one of my most important values and needs in life is to consistently be growing. When I'm growing, I really enjoy learning. It makes me feel good. And as you can probably tell, there are so many topics that I've created these podcasts on. There's so many more topics that I want to create more podcasts on. And if you haven't yet checked out my YouTube video, I highly recommend. I have a marriage secret masterclass there. It's a 75 minute video. If you like, it's more of a movie talking about the three most important things that you can do to really change your marriage very quickly. If you'll find yourself stuck with low vibe energy, distance, coldness, resentment, negativity, how to reignite that passion and to become closer. So I talk about that. That's one of the major feature videos on my YouTube channel. Just type in to YouTube Nicola Beer Marriage, Nicola Beer Relationships and my channel will come up. And then I've got over 200 other shorter videos which give tips on relationships, anxiety, stress. They're really easy to watch if you've just got a few minutes here and there just to get a few tips. So do subscribe to the show. It'd be lovely to connect with you on YouTube as well. And I finally got the confidence over the years to put my face behind the camera. So you're in for a treat, hopefully. Hopefully you'll like them. Love to hear your feedback. And of course, if you do have any topics that you would like me to create an episode about, whether it's on my podcast or my YouTube channel, I would be so happy. This show is for you. And I really, really value your support. Now, the next point, which sounds so obvious, but I really felt like on a topic as important as this, to share it because I see it come up with couples time and time again, week in, week out. And that's do not use what your spouse shares against them. Often the biggest breakdown in communication in a couple is because one person has been vulnerable, they have been sharing what they're upset and hurt about, or what they're going through emotionally, worrying about, and then the other person has brought it up later in an argument and said something very hurtful. Something hurtful about the situation or something like, oh, you're just like your dad, you're just like your mum, you're just like your sister, you're just like whoever it is. And this is just so painful. It's one of the major reasons why people are so scared to share in the first place. If what they share it's going to be used against them. If there's a risk, people stop sharing. And when people stop sharing in a relationship, the relationship becomes unopen and this causes consequences. We need to feel safe in our relationships, safe to be ourselves, safe to express ourselves, loved and cared for. So if this has been happening in your relationship, which is actually very common, so this isn't to beat yourself up, but Maybe you want to have an agreement with your relationship partner that from now on, starting today, let's draw a line under and over the past and let's say that from today we agree that we're not going to bring up the past, we're not going to bring family into the arguments, 
we're going to focus and start a new relationship from today and really focus on where we are now and where we want to be, what actions we can do in the present. I have a list of now 25 most important relationship needs. It started out as 15 and over the years I've now added another 10. So I now have 25 most important needs that people have in a relationship. And this is what I take couples through in my Empowered Love Formula audio program and Marriage Changing audio gift as well as what I guide couples through if I'm working with them one-to-one online. So knowing what you need to feel loved, connected and happy is really, really important. And the last thing I really want to share with you today, if you are in a relationship with somebody who is emotionally unavailable, who is avoiding difficult emotional times, that does like to bury their head in the sand when it comes to painful life events, is to, yes, you want to support them to encourage them to change and to grow and to develop these emotional skills if they want to. It's also essential that you get support for yourself. Find a caring, non-judgmental person to talk it through with. Not only that will you feel better, you'll also be helping the relationship because it's very difficult to have a great relationship if one of you or both of you is feeling resentful, very low, depressed, jealous, negative, any of those low vibe energies, they need to be addressed. Often couples will come to me wanting to work on their relationship and I realise in the first call talking to them that They're both really unhappy. And if you're both really unhappy, in my experience, you can't have a happy relationship. And that's why when I do work with a couple, I work with them each individually. And yes, we focus on the relationship, but we also focus on clearing any negativity in their life, steps and actions to make them feel happier, reduce stress, release anxiety, insecurities, jealousy, restore more calmness, more balance. Sometimes we may have an extra session to do a hypnotherapy track or to deal with family relationship issues. So it's very important to acknowledge, is my pain and my discomfort only coming from the relationship or is it coming from wider things? And would I be really putting myself in a good position if I decide to work on both at the same time, working on individual happiness in parallel with working on the relationship. This is where when I'm working with somebody on their individual lives and their life together that I see the most amazing results quickly. Because no one wants to stay stuck or going over the past again and again and again. This has been proven time and time again that it just doesn't work to help people feel happier and free. When you find someone you trust to talk to as well, it takes the pressure off of your partner to be your only support. And maybe you do have lots of support already, or maybe you don't. Because in an ideal world, our partner would be our everything. Our soulmate, our lover, our best friend, our therapist, our fun partner 
And it's great to have these desires for a relationship. But if we're attached to them, if they become unreasonable expectations, it's going to hurt the relationship. Accepting and loving your partner as they are, you as you are, the relationship as it is at the moment, and then working on changing that step by step. And when I say loving the relationship how it is, I mean accepting, taking responsibility. Okay, this is how it is right now. We have these good things, we have these not so good things. Let's get into some actions to make a difference. Now, if you're listening to this thinking, okay, Nicola, I'm putting in all the effort or I have put in the effort and I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I've lost myself or I'm just really not happy or I know I need to put an effort in the relationship but I just can't be bothered or I feel overwhelmed or I don't know where to start, then do feel free to get in touch with me and we can book a 20-minute call to discuss where you are struggling and what support you might need. And then I can guide you whether that's my Empowered Love Formula, which you can find on my website, just go on the shop page, whether that's watching my 75-minute video on YouTube, which has helped thousands of people change their relationship just by watching that video. I get emails about it all the time. Or whether that's working with me one-on-one, online which I absolutely love supporting couples from all over the world to work on their relationship. I do believe in working with a couple individually first and then coming together. I don't believe in the traditional marriage counselling where you have two people together, they go over everything that's wrong, they repeat the past, they drag up things and there's no guided solutions, tips, system that really works to bring them closer and release that baggage because if that baggage is not released then you're just carrying it on month by month into any of the the positive actions that you're taking so both have to be cleared and definitely communication I mean this is really what this whole episode is about effective communication being able to share your feelings being supported letting go of feeling lonely because nothing is worse than being in a relationship and feeling all alone. So well done for listening. It's clear that you care by listening to these episodes. I really hope that they help you. I'd love to support you. So if I can help in any way, whether that's with a podcast title, a video, then do get in touch with me. From my heart to yours, thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. To book your free marriage strategy session today, you can visit www.nicolabeer.com, where you can also get the free marriage fixing ebook, request a topic for the show, and make a donation if the show has been of benefit to you and you want to help keep it going. We wish you an amazing love filled day ahead. <laughs>